Today on the podcast, we are talking about a massive new round of funding from Writer, an AI company that has just raised $100 million for its enterprise-focused generative AI platform. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about what they plan on doing with this $100 million, the implications I see in the industry because of this. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So the first thing I want to say here is the fact that um, Writer is a fairly solid company. This isn't their first round of funding that they've done, of course, right? You'd be fairly surprised if they were able to raise $100 off the bat. I think right now in the kind of thriving landscape of generative AI startups, the allure for investors is still very strong, especially when these startups offer really practical, like enterprise-ready solutions. So of course, one of these is Writer. It's in the spotlight right now because it's a San Francisco-based startup um, developing a comprehensive generative AI platform for businesses. And the company, of course, just announced a huge $100 million Series B funding round, uh, round which was led by Iconic Q Growth. Um, and they also had some additional backing from Winderco, Balderton Capital, Insight Partners, Aspect Ventures, as well as some of their own clients, which was Accenture and Vanguard. So this latest infusion of capital really kind of catapults Writer's total fundraising to $126 million and sets its post-money valuation somewhere between $500 million and $750 million. So according to May Habib, the co-founder and CEO of Writer, these funds are earmarked for the development of, you know, industry-specific text generation AI models. So Habib pretty much told, I, I think, TechCrunch or someone recently, quote, many enterprises are still just scratching the surface on generative AI, mostly building internal company X GPT type applications. The harder, more impactful use cases require a lot more know-how on retrieval, augmentation generation, data gathering, and cleaning, and workflow construction. And they're realizing that that's 90% of the work. That's the part that Writer makes much easier. And all of the data plus the large language model can be hosted in an enterprise virtual private cloud, which makes it workable for enterprise. So I think in a marketplace which has a ton of competition, right? Of course, there's OpenAI, uh, Anthropic, AI21 Labs, Mistral AI, Jasper, Cohere, Typeface. What really I think a lot of people are asking is like what gives writer its unique edge and so i think for starters some of the things that they're trying to kind of position themselves as being unique for um the, the company really kind of focuses on training its ai models on non-copyrighted business writing so this is of course something that it's not like a, a definitive like winner right now but i really do predict that this is where it's going to go because if you know for example we had some sort of regulation come down the pipe where um, open ai got hit for and everyone else got hit for training off of like a big scraping of the entire internet and they had to you know fix things or get permission or pay for it or whatever you know happened we would see companies like this surging where essentially they have the rights to their data i think it's gonna be a big issue that you know 
one way or another may have we, we may have to grapple with it. A lot of companies are going to have to grapple with like where your data comes from and if you really had the rights or if you're just going to have to pay someone. I mean, we're already seeing companies like Adobe who in their new, you know, AI image generator, they are paying people that uh, whose content was used to train the model, right? They're paying them royalties. And so, you know, if you had to do that for text-based stuff, that'd be crazy, like so complicated to track down who gets paid what, right? Of course, Adobe, it's easy because they own a database of images um, and they, they know like whose account uploaded what. So it's not, it's a lot easier to do those payouts and stuff. They're kind of set up well for that. But for someone like OpenAI that just scraped the entire internet, like how do you, you know, how do you compensate someone that contributed to a Wikipedia article that got included in something? It's it's crazy. So in any case, I think this is something that businesses are interested in um, to some degree, uh, you know, being able to say like, hey, look, everything that comes out of this is not copyrighted. What, nothing that went into it was copyrighted. So therefore, nothing that comes out of it is going to be copyrighted. You have, you know, 100% rights to it. I think there's going to be some sort of, um, you know, demand for that specifically. So I think this kind of comes at a critical junction when the legal ambiguity around copyright status of AI generated works in the US is a growing concern. And this is something that, you know, writer claims its models are quote smaller and thus more cost effective. So kind of adding to this, they also offer a level of transparency that allows customers to scrutinize the model's code, features and data. And importantly, these models are never trained on customer data, which I mean, uh, everyone, uh, pretty much all the people that are not open AI like to like harp on that. Like, don't worry, we're not going to train off of your data. Um, because a lot of people were concerned about open AI doing that when it first came out. Chad GPT, of course, we had like Apple and, uh, you know, Chase Bank and stuff tell all of their people not to use it for issues like that. Today, um, Chat GPT and open AI do not train um, off of your own data and they don't train any their models off of what you're putting into it unless you're on like their free tiers. Um, and yeah. And so like if you're using an API, so any business use cases pretty much, and actually perhaps if you're just using GPT four, there may also be that too. But if you're using it as like a business, so AKA you're using an API, so your business integrating it, they're not taking, they're not looking at anything that's being said there and, and training off of it. And they're not training off of businesses, actual data. So, I mean, it, it's cool that, um, you know, writers not doing that, but I think at this point that's kind of industry standard and open AI really had to kind of clarify and come out about that. So writers platform also allows integrations with companies, you know, knowledge bases. And I think this is, you know, really kind of adding additional context information. So businesses can further connect writers models to their data sources. And this is going to help to enhance the AI's research, fact checking and query answering capabilities. So another noteworthy feature is the ability to impose regulatory, legal and brand standards across the models um, and the essentially the platform's models. So I think, you know, um, how has this approach been received in the business world, you might be asking? Well, I think it's actually being received quite well at the moment. As it turns out, Writer has a ton of different clients that include a bunch of big names. They have Intuit, United Healthcare, UiPath, um, uh, Spotify, L'Oreal, Uber, Accenture. And they have, I think, 100, you know, 100 people on their team right now with a really impressive 10x revenue growth over the last two years. Um, and so I think Writer really is kind of showing that it's not just about surviving in a competitive field. But really, right now, they're they're uh, flourishing. And I think this $100 million they've just raised is going to take them to the next level. So this is definitely a company to be watching into the future. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible 
because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.